0: It's time for Law & Disorder with Pine County Attorney Reese Fredrickson. It's all right here on the Q Media On Demand Podcast. Reese, how's it going today, friend?
1: Oh, wonderful. It's uh, looks like it's going to be a beautiful day in suburban Hinckley here. Oh, yeah. You know, we're in suburbs of Hinkley. Can't turn it
0: down. Um, who's the most famous person you know?
1: Personally. Gosh. I don't know if I know anybody famous personally. Maybe you. Oh, I'll, I'll okay. give you a little <laughs> eagle boost there. Yeah,
0: no, I appreciate that. That means that means a lot.
1: You don't have any like super famous people, you know? Not that I could think of. Really? Uh, not off the top of my head. You know, uh, the people I consider famous are, are probably not people that other people consider famous. Yeah,
0: that's probably a fair assessment. Um, I'm sure there's some uh, attorneys that you're like, wow, they're, they did this case, this case, and this case, and you kind of know them. But yeah, to the average person, they probably like, oh, never heard of that person.
1: Right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, and obviously in our professions, we have our heroes and Mm -hmm. I've got uh, a couple attorneys I've always looked up to and I consider them famous and some people know who they are and some people don't. And
0: I'm not sure I could name any famous attorneys besides uh johnny cochran was one right right Yep. that was he was he oj
1: he was yes
0: okay well just look at me look at <laughs> me just being the law expert over here um and then you my friend that's the only two i could probably name off the top of my head um well name name one of them let's see if we can give me the mo- who you think the most famous of the ones you can think of
1: uh probably the most famous would be a guy named jerry spence um Of course, he's pretty old now. He's about ninety, but um, he was he was huge in the eighties and the nineties. I don't know. Like uh, I don't know if you've heard of Ruby Ridge, you know, um, from uh, well, you would have if you took that job in Idaho. But yeah, I believe. But you know, he defended them. um, Karen Silkwood, a lot of big cases.
0: So basically, this is the equivalent if I start if uh, Duvall started listing off his favorite soccer players, and I'd be like, yeah, those guys are probably famous, but I have no idea who they are.
1: Right, yeah, yeah that's and that's that's enough. great that somebody watches soccer. But yeah, I
0: know somebody's got to keep him in business. Yeah, you brought some uh, cases to talk about. Uh, well, let's talk about a couple of them.
1: Sure. Um, so it's been a busy month here at the at the courthouse. So a number of people went to prison. So I've got uh, a few. I'll try to go through these quick here. But um, the first one we'll talk about is David Allen Benjaminson. He's 48. He hails from Hinckley. Not suburban Hinkley. Not but suburban
0: Hinkley. The, actual, uh, the metropolitan area of The Hinkley, metropolitan
1: yes. area, yes, yes. Be careful of those administrative fines there. Um, put that there. But January 5th of 2021, um, uh, Minnesota State Trooper is monitoring highway traffic on 35, sees a Mazda vehicle going 81 miles an hour in a 70-mile-an-hour zone. Uh, I'm more impressed that a
0: Mazda can go in the 80s without violently shaking, <laughs> but okay, go on.
1: Oh, we're just insulting all kinds of people yeah, today. Okay. You know, and Mazda drivers. Mazda drivers. People watch soccer. Soccer is a great sport. Mm-hmm. I'm not I was just that was totally a joke, so before anybody gets mad. Um of course the trooper sees the Mazda, gets behind the vehicle, pulls it over. Driver is Mr. Benjaminson. He has no license. His privileges are revoked. Uh automatically he cannot be on the road because of that. Trooper asks Mr. Benjaminson for proof of insurance. He opens his glove compartment and the first thing the trooper sees in the glove compartment is a methamphetamine pipe so just a little brief course on constitutional law uh, normally to search something you need a search warrant mm-hmm. but uh, in a lot of cases though there are exceptions that apply that you do not need a search warrant so the one of the most common exceptions that is recognized over and over and over again by the courts is the automobile exception so If there is some type of contraband in the automobile that gives the officer authority, they'll further search that vehicle if they see that uh, contraband. So um, in this case, seeing that methamphetamine pipe automatically allows the officer to search the vehicle without a warrant. Um, The theory behind that too, is if you're on a public roadway, your expectation of privacy has been diminished.
0: But my taxes pay for that public roadway.
1: Yes. uh, So
0: I own it. So we all Uh, own it.
1: (laughs) Sure theory uh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's
0: just I, I i fight for the people's rights maybe a little too much but um i'd rather err on that side of the caution than the other way my friend
1: right well you could try to fight that in court but i don't have to worry about usually okay. when i
0: open my glove box you're just gonna see a bunch of old candy wrappers so you're not gonna see any <laughs> math pipes or anything like that so i'm i'm fine um but right. yeah, I'll still fight for other people, I guess. But okay, right. yeah, that's pretty obvious. That's pretty. I feel like that's pretty commonly known now. That if you know if you got something out in the open, that obviously opens up the door for a search in your vehicle.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know if this guy knew that, but we'll talk about that in a bit here. Um, so they uh, search the vehicle behind the glove box. There, they find methamphetamine, four grams of it, um, and that is of course a felony. And they find an additional methamphetamine pipe in the driver's door. So we have him on a uh, fifth-degree controlled substance crime felony. Six months later, June 15th of 2021, Pike County Sheriff's Office deputies on patrol in Pine City and recognizes Mr. Benjamin driving a vehicle. Um, again, small area. Uh, certain people are known to law enforcement by sight, and mm-hmm. so uh, law enforcement is very observant. And so, they, of course, they see Mr. Benjamin driving around. The officer knows that he does not have a valid driver's license and knows that he had, at the time, active warrants for his arrest. So he stops the vehicle. Um, it is Mr. Benjamin, has him exit, places him under arrest, and as he's putting him in the squad car, um, Benjaminson says, hey, can you go in my car and get my cell phone for me? So giving the officer permission to go in the car. Deputy goes to the car, grabs his cell phone, but as he's grabbing the cell phone, there's a methamphetamine pipe on the seat. So, again, he didn't learn his, uh, his constitutional law theory from the previous case, and so we've got the automobile exception again. And so the officer um, searches the vehicle, and inside the vehicle he finds two rounds of ammunition. And um, Mr. Benjaminson has five previous felony convictions. Um, three of those were for drug crimes, um, another for burglary tools, one for check forgery, but a uh, uh, drug crime, a previous drug felony is considered a crime of violence that gets you an automatic 60 months in prison if you have ammunition or firearms.
0: Well, so you're talking, do you say two rounds of ammunition, which sounds like a fancy way of just saying there was two bullets in the vehicle?
1: Yes, that was a fancy way of saying that. So I think there was a three. That's,
0: that's enough to get an extra little charge thrown on you just because there's two bullets that happen to be in the vehicle?
1: Yes, I would say it's not a little charge because uh, the state is very serious about firearms. So, if firearms Yeah, but there's the, there's
0: no there's no gun or anything in there. There's doesn't
1: no, yeah doesn't matter. but uh, you
0: can't you you're gonna throw the bullets at somebody.
1: The uh, theory is there could be a gun somewhere, but I, I don't. He's not supposed to have ammunition. So why do you have ammunition without a
0: gun? I I, I don't know, but maybe it fell out of somebody else's pocket into your vehicle. I mean, oh. I who doesn't. <laughs> I mean, like as a hunter, you are like, okay.
1: well, it's a three eighty and nine millimeter, not typical hunting um, ammunition either.
0: Mm, you got me there.
1: All right. Finally. <laughs> Good. So. <laughs> so, again, I mean, the state really doesn't mess around with these crimes when they involve firearms, ammunition, um, five priors. He gets 13 months on the drug felony and 60 months on the ammo charge, which uh, 60 months is the mandatory minimum under Minnesota law. Uh, they run current, concurrent sentences, so he is uh, in prison for the next five years. So we so, got two felonies on that.
0: So ba- so basically, because of two bullets, he got 60 months?
1: No, because of the fact that he's a uh, well, multiple yeah, I mean, convicted just, felon just, who did not just, uh, listen to the law. Just
0: take just take my angle for a second here, Reese. Hear,
1: hear, I'm not.
0: Hear, hear me out, my friend. I... I, I don't know. I guess I... I'm not I'm not saying I disagree with the overall outcome of the case, per se, mm-hmm. um, especially based off the, the track record. That's just... A, it's just mentally crazy to me how much it jumps up there for the two bullets. But you're... I mean, you're right. I would... Well, you're probably right. I would assume so. <laughs> usually, usually, when there's f- smoke, there's fire, that type of thing. And when there's uh, bullets, I'm sure there's guns somewhere. They don't... Nobody just has bullets to have bullets, I guess. Right. But
1: all right well all right Well, it's the law you, you know, know i not, didn't i didn't write it i, I know enforce it, it.
0: <laughs> i know you didn't write it i'm just you, you know you know me i'll fight i'll fight for anybody doesn't matter doesn't matter how many things they've done race uh, against against the law like you against the smart law they need help so i i come to people's defense
1: to yeah help. well this guy's had plenty of help so yeah, you've got five priors trust me there's
0: I, like I said, I tried my best.
1: I mean, people, it's Minnesota. People mm-hmm. earn their way to prison. That's that's the saying in the courthouse. That's
0: true. So uh, it sounds like you did a great job there on that case. Uh, what other cases do you have to talk about?
1: All right. So uh, next case, we'll talk about Robert Philip Longen, L-O-N-G-E-N, 37 years old, hails from Mora. Um, this is a predatory offender. He has a previous conviction for a predatory offender offense at Canaveral County in 2019. He knows how it works. So predatory offenders, if you're labeled one, you have to register um, with the local sheriff's office where you live, your primary residence, your vehicles, secondary residence, things like that. It's a very, very well-run program uh, monitored by the BCA, has very specific requirements. Every requirement is uh, spelled out to offenders. um, And if you mess that one up, you go to prison for 24 months. It's more like kind of that 60 month mandatory minimum on firearm cases.
0: Right. I'm not I'm not gonna argue this one though Reece, so okay
1: this, this,
0: this, i understand what so basically what you're saying is it's well known exactly what you have to follow and there's no way you have any excuse to plead ignorance you've right. been well it's been well established and it's been well informed
1: yeah absolutely and 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 some degree the firearm crimes are like that too judges actually tell you cannot own firearms or ammunition um so there is that but with this yeah you you've I mean, they go line by line and say, you understand, you have to register your address initial here. And so it's like one line each initial. And uh, this person's got even got a prior conviction. Um, he had to register until 2034. Uh, he said he was living in Brook Park. And as soon as we get a complaint that somebody's not the residence, we go to the residence. Law enforcement knocks on the door and they say, yeah, we haven't seen this guy for three months. Guess what? That's a warrant for your arrest, and you um, got a conviction here on February eighteenth. Uh, Twenty-four months in prison.
0: So pretty much the standard. Standard. Um, yeah. yeah. So follow follow what you're told to
1: do. Um, you got one more case. Yeah, let's talk about one more t- case. If we have time. Um, the next one is Keith Allen Thomas. He's fifty years old. He hails from Sandstone, the former um, county seat of pine county or buchanan county i can't remember i kind of half yeah listened. that was
0: you were half listening to that i was they, if you were half listening that was more than my not listening at Uh-oh. all but i did Fair. i did i did catch that buchanan so basically they changed the name of the county
1: yeah yeah apparently they didn't like the mr B- james buchanan did he
0: do something like to know. get it changed Let's or see, no like, it just pine just made
1: more sense maybe pine made more sense yeah. or, or people were, or or it felt better with the uh, Coniferous trees than they did with the presidents. That's so. fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mr. Thomas, June 6th, 2021, uh, deputies re- are re- respond to an address at Finlayson. And a victim there reported that Mr. Thomas had stabbed him in the neck with a pocket knife. Ooh. And uh, this guy had a three to four inch cut on his neck. Um, the victim stated that he was speaking with uh, Thomas's wife when Mr. Thomas walked up and slashed him in the neck. And so law enforcement got to the address and found out that Thomas was staying on a camper on that property. Uh, They went to the camper, and uh, Thomas was outside wearing a backpack and holding a hunting bow. Uh, The hunting bow did not have an arrow, but he kept dry firing the bow at the officers. So it's kind of strange, but... It's not great for the bow either. It is not great for the bow, not recommended. Yeah,
0: you're not supposed to do that. No,
1: but he kept doing it. Um, and the officers kept yelling at him and telling him, "Hey, you know, put, put the bow down, put your hands up, you're going to be arrested." And he kept engaging that behavior. Eventually, after a while, they had to tase him, um, and uh, he was taken to the ground that way and arrested. And when they tased him, about four knives fell out of his pockets, and then they opened the backpack and found at least ten more knives, and one of them had blood on it. So when you assault somebody with a weapon, it's called a secondary assault. And uh, that's what he was charged with on February 11th, 2022. He was sentenced to 34 months in prison. And that's the guideline sentence for that case. So he is heading to prison for for that pocket knife issue.
0: Yeah, probably. Man, that's multiple knives and stuff like that. Yeah, you, I was right when you started saying he started dry firing uh, a bow. I was like, this one ends in a taser for sure. There's there's no, there's no other, there's no other outcome. Nobody goes from dry firing a bow at people to not being tased. I feel like that's the, that's the next step in escalation.
1: Right. You know, and he, uh, and they actually tried mace on him first. They tried something a bit less lethal than, than a taser and Mm -hmm. that didn't work. He kind of rubbed his eyes and kept going. So they tased him twice. In fact,
0: that was me. I, when I got maced for law enforcement school, um, it didn't do a thing to me. I pretty much was like, oh, okay, that's not bad. And then the instructor ripped me back to where it was at. He said, oh, it's not bad, huh? And then they grabbed like a different one because there's like multiple options. They grabbed a different one and just doused my eyes. And that one, that one got me
1: for oh, sure. Jeez. Yeah. Did not
0: appreciate that. So, you know, it's a lesson learned to keeping your mouth shut. But here I am keeping my mouth open all the time at least.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Does that do it for today?
1: Yeah, for the most part, I, I'd um, be remiss if I didn't mention that we have that corrections hiring event coming up um, Thursday, March 3rd, from 9 to 1. Um, county needs corrections officers. They are such an important part of our criminal justice system. We cannot survive without them. Um, greatly appreciated. And I think there's they treat them well, and um, they have good pay mm-hmm. and, and good benefits. So... Please check out that out. I believe that's up in Sandstone. Uh, They had an event yesterday in Pine City, but there is one up in Sandstone on on Thursday.
0: All right. Sounds good. Reese, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll uh, talk to you next month. My pleasure. Thank you. You have been listening to a Q Media Group production.